science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, wow. out. I feel it was that tall. golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true stories of how science has affected people's lives. A quick reminder, we're always looking for new stories. If you have a story about science in your life that you'd like to tell in our online magazine or at our live shows in New York City or Boston, let us know. Stories at storycollider.org. This week's podcast is from Dawn J. Frazier. Dawn is a comedic writer, performer, and storyteller. She's one of the co-founders of the Oakland-based nonprofit Art in Action and has worked on various performance and cultural advocacy programs in countries including Brazil and Ghana. She currently writes and performs for the sketch comedy troupe American Candy. The story was recorded in February 2012 at Union Hall in Brooklyn. If there's anything that my family is really good at, it's surprises. My family comes from the Caribbean nation of Trinidad and Tobago, my dad coming from Trinidad and my mom from Tobago, and twins run on our family. So when my mom became pregnant for the third time, she knew that the fact that there was a little extra bump in her stomach was just more than just a fluke. Nurse Jackie. Come, come, come. If this right here is a baby head and this is a baby foot, what do you think this is right here? <laughs> Me having twins, right? Shh, 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 no, no, no. Don't tell Winston. Don't tell Winston. This is going to be a good one, huh? And she didn't tell Winston, my dad. I, I don't know what she was thinking. Um, maybe she was thinking that she would gently and easily find a way to stack the babies on top of each other in the one car seat, or that they would figure out that one crib situation later. I, I don't really know. But in any case, on June 29th of an undisclosed year, pop out me and my twin brother, Don and Dwayne. Now, when I tell people I'm a twin, I get a range of questions, some of them acceptable, some of them unacceptable. <laughs> acceptable question. Which one of you was born first? I was born at 4.43, Dwayne was born at 4.46, which makes me officially three minutes older than my twin brother. And this is serious bragging rights if you're a twin. <laughs> unacceptable question. Are you and your twin brother identical? Yes, it just so happens that I got a breast implant, chopped off my penis, and he's like twice as hairy as I am. <laughs> but in reality, our gender differences are only one of the more significant differences in our lives. We were only a few weeks old when my parents noticed that there was something a little bit different about the two of us. Uh, Dwayne was about five pounds to my 6.3. I was longer than he was, and he was a little bit less responsive than, than I was. So they took us both to the doctor. And the doctor had a little surprising news of their own. Mr. and Mrs. Fraser, um, it seems that the girl is perfectly fine and perfectly healthy. Um, uh, but the boy 
has a mild case of Down syndrome. And we've never seen this before. We've actually heard about it. We've done a lot of research, and we know that this happens only in one in a million live births. So, yeah. My mom said, one in a million, huh? You mean it's like I hit the jackpot? <laughs> and she did. It was like she hit the jackpot. They had a higher chance of winning 500 million in Vegas twice. So without any real roadmap about what to do when you have one twin that has special needs and one that doesn't, they decided from jump that they wanted to treat us as much as possible as equals. So around the time that I was around five years old, I got really, really involved in sports. And at the time, we were living in Northern California, in San Jose, right next to these massive, massive, huge, huge fields. And my older brother and my older sister, Steven and Deli, would take me and my twin brother, Dwayne, uh, myself and Dwayne, out to the fields, and we would race the girls against the boys. So we all lined up, and we're about to race. So my older brother is like, okay, you guys ready? On your mark, get set. Go! And we all take off. And we're like running, running, running. But Dwayne is just like, meh. He didn't really get the concept of racing. And so we're like, okay, wait. So Steven's like, wait, 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 hold on a second. So he goes back and he's like, okay, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help him out. I'm going to help him out with this, okay? So let's do this, let's do this over again. And we're like, okay, okay, let's go. So we go back to the beginning of the front line, of the, of the start. And Steven's like, okay, you guys ready? On your mark, get set. Go, and I take off, and I can see my sister in my peripheral vision. I'm like, you know, I'm like beating her, beating her. And then all of a sudden, my older brother, Steven, comes blazing past all of us. He has Dwayne on his back, like running, and he's just like, boom, gone. He beats us all to the finish line, puts Dwayne down, and he's like, ha, Dwayne wins. <laughs> and I was like, Dwayne wins? But you'd be like, you know, you like, he didn't, ah, oh. okay, fine, Dwayne wins. I wasn't about to argue with my big black 12-year-old brother. <laughs> so I just kind of, you know, let it slide. And little by little, my, my family noticed that I was really, really into running. So they decided to enroll me in cross country and track and field. And the best way to match this with Dwayne was to put him in the Special Olympics. So on the weekends, we would always have these meets that were back to back. And around this time in my life, uh, I always had my hair kind of like picked out in a, in, a, in a fro. And so going into my meets, my mom would, would pick out my fro and she'd put like these zigzag kind of like lightning bolts on the side of my head, you know, because that's the only real way that you can look intimidating as a runner. <laughs> so she would put these zigzags in my hair and one day she's like picking out my hair and she's like, you know, Donnie, you kind of look like a frizzle fowl. Okay, great, Mom. What's a frizzle fowl? Oh, you don't know what a frizzle fowl is? The frizzle fowl, the chicken, the man, you know? The one that has its all feathers all crazy, crazy and whatnot? Yeah, you look like a frizzle fowl. And when we chop off the head of the frizzle fowl to eat it, it run all crazy, crazy. And you run like a frizzle fowl too, you know? Thanks, Mom. And from this moment forward, that became my nickname, Don Frizzle Fowl Fraser. And so they would take us out to these track and field meets, and I would be running in the cross country. And from like a mile away, I'd just be like running, running, running. And I could hear them off in the distance, run, Frizzle Fowl, run! 
And if anything, I was running so fast because I was embarrassed that my parents were calling me the frizzle foul. But as soon as we were done, we would like get all our stuff as soon as possible and go over to Dwayne's track meets. And Dwayne's nickname was Wilmont. Uh, it's a Trinidadian thing. I can't quite explain it. So they would be like, run, Wilmot, run! And this was the ebb and flow of our weekends. Run, Frizzle, run, Wilmot, run, Frizzle, Wilmot, run, Frizzle, Wilmot, run, Frizzle, Wilmot. And it was just ridiculous because people that knew us were like, who the hell is Frizzle? I don't know, who's Wilmot? It made no sense to anybody, but it was like the little running joke inside of our family. And so as the years progressed, Dwayne became a lot more involved in the Special Olympics, doing things like the long jump and, and the softball throw. And I started getting really, really good at track and field. I mean, I wasn't only good, I was getting great. I mean, and it was to the point where on weekends, uh, I would run a track meet, and my main races were the 880 twice around the track, or the 440 once around the track, or the mile relay. And I was breaking a lot of regional records. So I was getting reporters coming by and interviewing me. I was being invited to like more and more select competitions, like the USA National Championships and the Junior Olympics. And I kind of had like my little like stuff going. So by the time I was 17, I was set. I was like, I know what I want to do with my life. I want to go and run as a professional athlete in the Olympics. This was like my ultimate ultimate dream. And out of all the places I wanted to go, I wanted to go to UCLA. My cousin, uh, a couple of years older than me, had just won a bronze and a silver for Trinidad and Tobago um, in the Olympics. And he had trained at UCLA. My sister, my older sister, had gone to UCLA. So to me, it was like a no-brainer. I was meant to be a UCLA Bruin. And I could not be more ecstatic than the day that I received the letter saying, congratulations, welcome to UCLA. And so my mom and my dad were like cheering me on big time. They're like, okay, we need to find something that also allows Dwayne to go away and have his own, his own life as well, his own experience of going away from home. So they looked into a bunch of different programs. And right outside of LA, in a city called Taft, was this program called the Transition to Independent Living. And the transition to independent living was great because it was teaching things like, like you know, how Dwayne would be able to like open his checking account, how to withdraw money, how to make sure he was on time when he was going to work, you know, how to make sure his hygiene was all in par and everything like that. And so this was the perfect program for Dwayne. And so at 18, the two of us picked up our stuff. I went off to UCLA, and Dwayne went to the transition to independent living program. And I decided that I was going to do my own transition to independent living program called UCLA. <laughs> so we get to, to school. And my first year at UCLA, I was really needing to work on that last kind of like 50 meters, that last part of the race. Because, you know, that's really where the race is won. But my body wasn't really used to sprinting. That's what I needed to work on. I needed to work on my sprinting. So my coaches were like, OK, no problem. So I'm working on my sprinting, working on my sprinting over and over and over, and my body is getting really tight and tense. And there was this really one excruciatingly hot day in the UCLA campus, and the sun was bright. And I was working on my sprinting, working, 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 when all of a sudden I feel this pop in my leg. And I go flying forward. I hit 
face down on the track and I'm screaming in pain. I am just in so much anguish. It's just killing me and I'm starting screaming. I look at my leg and my entire hamstring was gone. And so the doctors come like running over and they like pick me up and they take me over to the medical facility. I had torn the hamstring out of its proper location. And the doctors were like, this is not looking good. It was gonna be at least a year of rehab and it just was not gonna be happening for me to be racing at any type of collegiate level, let alone at the Olympics. So I was devastated. I didn't know really what to make of it. I was a freshman, I just had just gone to the university and I called up my mom and I let her know what's happening. She's like, oh, my little frizzle, are you okay? I mean, I'm okay, but this sucks. I mean, I mean, what am I supposed to do? They have to like take me around campus in this little shuttle because I can't walk. I'm on half of a crutch. I'm not gonna be able to compete, but whatever. I, I'm, I'm alive, I'm here, I'm in school, I'm happy. You sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. What's that, Mom? I just got a call from Dwayne. And Dwayne just qualified for the state championships for the Special Olympics. <laughs> really? And guess where they're having the meet at? Where? At UCLA. I was like, no way. I was like, this is like psychedelic. This is crazy. It was like the, the twin ninja move. You know, one twin is down and the other one is gonna come and win the medal to win the day. I was like, this is gonna be great. Oh, I was so excited. So it was all set up. We were ready to go. My mom and my dad and my older brother and sister were coming from Northern California and Dwayne and I were already in Southern California. So there we are at the UCLA Stadium, Drake Stadium. And at this point, I mean, these are athletes. I, I can't like reiterate that, that they, these are like some seriously well-trained athletes. It's just a matter of like executing, okay? And so Dwayne, his main race is the 200 yard dash. And so he lines up and all the athletes are ready to go. The officials are like, okay, we are just like sweating. We're like up in the stand. We're like, oh my God, this is happening. We're like, we're just like ready, the momentum. So the officials are like, all right, you ready? On your marks, get set, go. And Dwayne is gone. I mean, like, you know, like it's the first bend. You can't really tell like who's winning the race. But as they come around to like that last 100, Dwayne is like way out in charge. And we're like, what? Run, Dwayne, run. We were just like having a good old time. Like, what? And Dwayne's out ahead. He's out ahead. He's out ahead. And like right before he gets to the finish line, he stops short and he notices that nobody else is in front of him. So he stops, drops back, and decides to go help the other runners who are behind him. <laughs> and we're like, no, Dwayne, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he just didn't care, you know. He like helps out this other kid, and then like you know, like two or three people go like blazing past him, and then like you know, he gently like strolls across the finish line, and then he's like, we're like Dwayne, and he like looks up and he's like, hey. <laughs> and. In that moment, it was, it was I, I realized that he had totally done this, like, intentionally. Like, this entire time, our entire lives, 
our family wanted to, to treat us as equals, but he just had this such a strong sense of compassion and of sportsmanship that he had learned like much better than I had. <laughs> much, much better. I mean, if anything, I was the one who was all about the accolades and having reporters talk to me and winning in the Olympics and even being born first, you know? But to him, it didn't matter. He just wanted to be treated like with compassion and, and love and respect and to be treated as an, as an equal, you know? So I was at the top of the stands and I remember like walking down the stairs and just thinking to myself like, this is hilarious. I walk over and, and, I, and I'm joining Dwayne as his twin in solidarity as he picks up his bronze in the long jump, his silver in the softball throw, and his eighth in you know, the race where he like helped the other kid. <laughs> but in that moment, I realized, you know, I am probably never, ever, unfortunately, going to medal in the Olympics. But I couldn't be more proud to say that my twin brother, Dwayne, did. Thank you. That was Dawn Frazier. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where we have our magazine, archives of the podcast, and upcoming events. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Wecht, and Aaron Barker. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, Josh McCall, Luke Davin, David Gaines, and Raffaella Benin. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Union Hall for hosting the show, and to Paper for working when computers don't. Thanks for listening. <laughs>